Welcome to The Sauce, a St. Louis restaurant podcast. I'm Liz Wolfson. I'm Mira Nagarajan. Welcome to this week's episode. Welcome. Mira, where have we eaten recently? We just had a beautiful lunch that we picked up from Pasteria Deli and Wine in Clayton. Mm-hmm. It used to be Sardella, which was a great restaurant, part of Niche Food Group. The design of that place is very cute. I love that that endured even though Sardella closed. And a pasteria deli and wine is more of like a casual daytime concept that has a few things borrowed over from pasteria, like a couple of salads, for example, but a lot of sandwiches, salads, a couple soups, sometimes the occasional Detroit style grandma pizza. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice solid go to for lunch. They also have an amazing wine bottle shop component of the space that is really well curated. Their GM is Eric Voss, and he's also their wine purchaser. And I went in there today just to pick up a couple of salads and a couple of sandwiches for all of us at the office. Each of us had ordered our separate things. I just went and picked it up. And I see Eric behind the counter. He has a little leather-bound notebook that he carries around with him. I don't know if it's because I came in, he had the notebook in hand, but suddenly I'm asking about this bottle and that bottle. They're all on display. And he takes out this notebook and he's got his tasting notes. Wow. On the wines. And I'm just like, okay. Prepared. I'll take this one and this one and this one and sign me up. Because it's such a good way to convince someone to buy wine when you really can explain to them what they're buying, what it's going to taste like, how to use it. And so that's a great value. He's a man with a plan. Totally. Yeah. And the... One of my favorite salads in town is the Pasteria Deli and Wine Green Goddess Salad. Mm-hmm. It's, it kind of remind it kind of tastes like pizza to me. There's like some tomatoes in it that they dry out a little bit so they're not watery and kind of waterlogging your salad. There are, I think it's like some kind of a nut. Maybe it's a pumpkin seed. There's Parmesan and mixed greens. There's also their unbelievably delicious, spicy and pickly jardinera that I did buy a, a bigger container of because it is such a great condiment to have to like wake up a dish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I love that salad. It is tomato season. They usually have a caprese on their sandwich menu. That comes with a pesto aioli, and I add jardinera to that, but it's on a loafer's hoagie, and it is reliably good. They also have tomato specials for tomato season. It is tomato season, and so that was what I got. I got the special heirloom tomato sandwich, and I loved it. I was so pleased with it. I mean... Little mozzarella, had some greens, some sliced cucumber, which I was joking with Michelle Volansky, our colleague, because Michelle does not like cucumbers on a sandwich. She thinks it makes the sandwich too wet. Mm -hmm. And I am usually someone who's very adverse to a wet sandwich. Mm -hmm. But 
there's something about cucumbers that I really like on a sandwich. And I think in the same way that you like that salad, because if a pizza were a salad, I like that sandwich because it's like if a salad were a sandwich, <laughs> which is a like a genre of sandwich that I like from many different restaurants. Yeah. And I'm so excited it's tomato season. I know. We're just, I mean, you got to get them while they're there. That was Pastoria Deli and Wine. Yeah. Great spot. I tried, finally, Press's Brunch on Sunday. It was great. I was so excited after our new brunch research to try that. And we got the Huckleberry Scone. Mm. It was great. Really? Even though it is cut into a wedge rather than a circular scone, which is my preferred shape for scone. Usually I have like when I see a wedge scone, I get very suspicious. Okay. Do you think those tend to be drier? I do. I do. I lived in the UK for like half a year. And in general, in the UK, in my experience, if you get scones, they are round. I don't want to go out on a limb and say there are no wedge-shaped scones in the UK. (laughs) I did not encounter any when I lived there or when I have traveled there on other occasions. Got it. So in general, I'm very suspicious of American scone baking because most of the time it is bad. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it is dry, too dry. But the good scones I've had in the U.S., have largely been round scones. Speak on it. So that's what I look for in a scone because I'm like, oh, you're doing it round. You know. That's a great observation. Totally anecdotal. (laughs) This is not, I have not done. It's like this scone is round, therefore it is pre-approved. Yes, right. That's like something that I do look for. But I will say, Press's Huckleberry Scone though a wedge, did prove to be the exception. I mean, a scone is going to be dry. It's not going to be strawberry shortcake. You know, it's not going to be moist like a cupcake, a brownie, whatever. It is a drier pastry item. But it should still have some tenderness, some flakiness, etc. And I did find this press scone to have those things. So I was very excited. And it was quite large. So I ate like part of it at brunch and then I saved the rest of it and had it for breakfast this morning. We also tried the smashed hash brown. It was great. Had those crispy edges I was hoping for. Um, served with some heart chopped hard-boiled egg on top. Very nice. And then my husband and I shared the steak and cheese pressed pizza, which I am fairly certain is a special to their brunch menu item. And that had, you know, steak, you know, chopped steak and cheese on the inside. And then it was garnished with chimichurri and some bitter greens and some pickled red onion and a fried egg. And I just thought that was delightful. Well, you love a green sauce. I do love a green sauce. I really love a green sauce. So, yeah, it was a very nice brunch experience. Would recommend. That sounds great. On the weekend, I went to Truffles mm. and I did finally get a chance to meet Alexander Jovanovich, who is a sommelier there. Mm-hmm. And I think he is the, he's responsible for curating that wine list. His name is on the wine list, so okay. I should say. that's Sounds uh, authoritative. Exactly. And I did get to try a Macedonian wine. Mm. The region is called Tikvesh and the grape varietal is called Vranich. And... 
It was medium bodied. It was dark, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which we're learning about means maybe most likely than not this, the grape that it that particular grape has a thicker skin. Mm-hmm. We learned that from mm-hmm. Stephen Gito recently at mm-hmm. Schnucks. And thanks, Stephen. Yes. Thanks, Stephen. It was really great to have with the food. We tried a truffle mushroom risotto. That was great. Their mac and cheese, which is a side, was like, <laughs> I was I was really into that. And we tried their chocolate chip cookie dessert with um, Clementine's vanilla ice cream. And it mm. was overall nice experience. I hadn't been to Truffles in a while, so it was really good to be back. Mm-hmm. I also made the trek out to Noto in St. Peter's. It was like a family meal, family dinner, and we had no skips. Everything we got was really, really nice. From the the wine that we tried was a Chianti. It was great. Our server really recommended it. It was a great recommendation. We got margarita pizza. I love their noto salad every time. Can't miss that. They had a four cheese arancini with a red sauce that was delicious. They had an eggplant annulati, which is a stuffed pasta with a very light kind of brothy tomato sauce. Mm. And tiramisu, cannoli for dessert. I mean... Just five stars every time. Love Noto. Love Noto and St. Peter's. Yeah. What a fun weekend of eating. I mean, it was a lot, but it was <laughs> worth it. Every bit of it was good. Those are things that we have eaten this week. Now, we wanted to take some time to revisit a story that we ran in the February 2023 issue of the magazine. The story in the magazine was titled Gateway to the African Continent. The online version of the story is Your Guide to African Cuisines in St. Louis from James Beard Award-nominated chef Rob Connolly. Mm-hmm. The backstory of this piece is that chef Rob Connolly, who is the chef owner of Bullrush in Midtown, approached us because he had written this story mm-hmm. that, you know, was a reflection on kind of his journey to falling in love with, becoming really inspired by and excited about the cuisines of the African continent. He had been exploring this and just, you know, kind of had all of these places that he wanted he wanted people to know about. And yeah. so, you know, he he really was excited to share the story with us and we were excited to share it with our readers. Yeah. We've talked about Rob Connolly at Bull Rush a few times. That Bull Rush was a best new restaurant that we named after they opened. And this story idea and the concept of Bull Rush, which is Ozark cuisine, mm-hmm. it really speaks to Rob Connolly's general curiosity about food origin stories. Yeah. It really made sense to me. We even talked about we would love to cover restaurants that are doing foods from different countries in Africa. Should we be looking for an African writer? That was a thing that we discussed a lot. But Rob truly is a culinary enthusiast and he loves learning about cuisine. And we took it as a great opportunity to learn what he had learned. So I'm glad that it worked out that way. And it turned out really nice because we got the chance to talk about a lot of restaurants that we don't normally mention. Absolutely. And Rob is a great example of a chef who is both, you know, creative, has a really expansive palate, but has this, as you said, real curiosity about him. You know, part of Bull Rush is that it's 
very research driven. You know, everyone who works there, that whole team is doing research. I mean, it's not just Rob. And so that's part of what makes Bull Rush such a cool and unique restaurant. And it is really a reflection of his individual creative ethos. Yeah. So in his story, he talks about how when he came back to St. Louis about six years ago, he had grown up here. He moved away to kind of launch his culinary career six years ago, came back. He was invited by the International Institute of St. Louis to collaborate with a local Ugandan chef, Christine Sarimba, who formerly was part of the team at Olive Green International Cuisine Restaurant. Now she's independent, does pop-up events at festivals, so you can find Chef Saremba's food still throughout the, you know, St. Louis community. But they collaborated on a dinner together. He has a line, he says, Saremba's expatriated food opened a world of possibilities to me that I previously hadn't experienced despite my culinary training. So I feel like that really speaks to how these ingredients, these flavors that he encountered in this collaborative project, you know, sort of sparked his that curiosity that we talked about. And then after that, or shortly thereafter, he noticed that a restaurant space on South Grand had reopened. This was in fall 2020. And it was a new restaurant called Waberi, owned by Mohammed Abdul Qadir. Rob, he was interested to check it out. And through that experience, became quite friendly with the owner, Mr. Abdul Qadir. And so he talks about how he had such great eating experiences and also, you know, saw how that restaurant is a gathering for the Somali community here in St. Louis. Um, the owner is, he is from Somalia. It really showed him how important restaurants can be in terms of both, you know, he talks about it in terms of food sovereignty, an experience for folks to have tastes of home here, you know, in a different culture, and also, you know, gather with people from their community around food. So that's the Rob's entry point into wanting to explore food from African countries here in St. Louis more. And so he gave us this great list of both restaurants and markets with suggestions for dishes to try at each place. And I really encourage listeners to check out the whole story. We'll link it in the show notes. Again, it was in our February 2023 issue, which you can find on the website, uh, saucemagazine.com. But a couple of the places he mentioned are Chez Ali, a sauce best new restaurant located in City Foundry, also a spot in the soccer stadium. Yeah. That's on the list. And then also Meskaram, an Ethiopian restaurant on South Grand, which is very known and beloved by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rob recommends the Misser Watt lentils, the Lega Tibbs beef, and the coffee service at Meskaram, which I totally co-sign. I always order the vegetarian platter there and have written about it as an eat this yes. in the magazine. It's you're tearing off pieces of injera and scooping up all these like delicious, tasty, like stewed greens and lentils and legumes and things. I mean, it's always delicious. 
That sounds so good. And he also talked about House of Jollof, which is a Ghanaian restaurant. And in the story, there's such a cute picture of the owner. His name is Nana Ajiman, and he is photographed with some fufu, which is a like starchy root vegetable mash that you eat with like different sauces, curries, etc. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of the the same idea as like the injera. It's mm-hmm. like kind of a starchy, carby... Yeah, component to the... To, right. Yeah. All the dips. The dips. It's such a great picture. One of our photographers, Isaiah Johnson, took it, and it's so great. And there at House of Jollof, Rob recommends their Jollof rice, which is like a spicy tomato-cooked rice. I think there are a variety of meats that you can get in it. and. Since we were talking about fufu, not part of Rob's story, but recently in the July issue, we talked about fufu and sauce, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a new food truck. The owner is Ajo Hansu. She's doing West African style fufu. It's just she describes it as being so embedded in her culture and the dish is meant to be shared and um, you just dip it in a bowl of stew and and there you go. She talks about a couple of other dishes that she's doing, oxtail stew. She also does a jollof rice, fried plantains, and the fufu and sauce story is part of our ongoing In the Know series, which uh, runs in the issue every month and online spread out their message or advertise or whatnot. And so it's been fun to kind of find all those like hidden gems and get a chance to talk about them in that column. Yeah, I was so excited to learn about Fufu and Sauce. There's also Levels Nigerian Cuisine yes. recently opened. Can't wait to try. Yeah, We will be going soon. So uh, cuisines of the African continent thriving here in St. Louis. And we encourage everyone to check out that story and try someplace new. Yeah. So many different countries in the African continent. So it's like every... F- cuisine. Oh, yeah. It's a little different. Sure. And it's, I think, what a nice opportunity to explore. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great story. We're really, really grateful to Rob for that. Okay. Mira, where are we eating next? (sighs) You're going to India for two weeks. (laughs) Yeah, I am. (laughs) So where am I eating next? It's going to be a lot of places in India that I'm not really sure about yet, but I'm going to follow my cousin's leads and just go with the flow. That's exciting. I can't wait to hear about it. They won't be any St. Louis restaurants, so I don't know if we'll talk about them on the podcast. That's true. I'm excited for you that that trip is happening. I will be going to New Society, which is the bar that has opened in the basement of the Grand Spirits Bottle Shop on South Grand that is owned by Natasha Barami and Michael Fricker, who also have Salve and The Gen Room. And so this is a collaboration also with Meredith Berry, co-owner of Platypus in The Grove and bartender extraordinaire. Yes. She was on that Netflix bartender competition show. That was really fun to watch her on there. So, yeah, New Society is from that team who are all so talented and creative and 
I think their selection changes up a lot, but everything on their Instagram looks beautiful. And I'm really excited to go and check it out. What a good time. Yeah. I think it's going to have very like, uh, like speakeasy kind of like, if you know, you know, kind of vibes. So we love that kind of a place. Yeah, we do. So excited to check that out. Well, Mira, safe travels. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and we will catch you next time. Catch you next time. Links and location information to all the restaurants mentioned in this episode can be found in our show notes. Our audio engineer is Alejandro Ramirez. Additional reporting for this episode was done by Ian Shaw, Michelle Volansky, and Lauren Healy. Find new episodes of The Sauce every Wednesday. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts.